Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Football CU Podcast. Andrew here with you again. And in today's episode, it's going to be a really fun episode. We're going to go over the AFC-NFC Championship games, discuss some stats and some numbers, what to look into into those games. We'll preview the Super Bowl next week. I won't do that in this episode. We're also going to look over my teams I had, see how I did, and what lessons I've learned in each of those scenarios, each of those teams that I drafted, and how successful I was, and how I'm going to change things next year. But before we get into any of that, as we always have to do, let's start with the Word of God. And we're going to go to the book of Ephesians today. It's a really fantastic book. We're going to look at chapter 4 verse 32 it says be kind and compassionate to one another forgiving each other just as in christ god forgave you so it's it it mentions forgiving one another so many times in the bible we know that we're wronged by people and that it hurts and that we want to hold it over them for a long time but we're not supposed to supposed to forgive them because God has already forgiven us through Christ Jesus of our sins and our trespasses that we continue to make. So in turn, we should forgive others because those are God's children as well. All right, so let's discuss those championship games. We're going to start with the AFC championship, the Chiefs versus the Ravens. The Chiefs won 17 to 10, which was... Kind of surprising, not that the Chiefs won, but the way they won. They won with their defense. They didn't score a single point in the second half. They scored 17 in the first half, which, okay, you would expect that, but nothing in the second half. And their defense really shut down the Ravens all game long. The Ravens, some of their stats, Lamar Jackson had a subpar game for Lamar Jackson. He was threw for 272 yards, one touchdown, one interception, sacked four times. He had eight rushes for 54 yards, and that's, you know, if you're the Chiefs, you'll take that. You contained him really well. But the thing that's crazy is, other than Lamar Jackson running the ball eight times, total for the rest of their team, they ran eight times. They did not stick to the running game. The Chiefs took that away. Zay Flowers had five catches for 115 and a touchdown. But man, the, the whole team, the whole team for the Ravens, they were not poised. They weren't really prepared for this game. It didn't look like they made it and they were ready. They fought, they fought, they fought, but they made so many mistakes. Lamar Jackson had an interception. He had a fumble. That Zay Flowers fumble on the goal line, man, that's got to hurt. Just reaching for the end zone, but that's what people teach. You don't reach for that goal line. You get as close as you can, but protecting the ball is the most important thing. And then he just lost the football, and before that, he had that taunting penalty. And after he lost the football, he cut his hand in frustration. This whole team was frustrated all game long. And for the Chiefs, they were poised. They were ready. Was this their game plan to win on the defensive side? Probably not. But they changed their game game plan mid-game and came out and won this game. Did Mahomes have a great game? No. He was 241 yards passing, one touchdown, no interceptions, sacked two times, but that's not awful. They stuck with the run game. They didn't run the ball well, but Checo had 24 carries, 68 yards, 2.8 yards a carry. He was contained. 
but they stuck with it. He also scored a touchdown, and Travis Kelsey just doing Travis Kelsey things. Did he have an amazing game? No, not really. He had 11 catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown, so basically every time he got the ball, it was a first down. So that's a good game, but it's not like an amazing, classic Travis Kelsey buck 52 touchdown game, but he did enough. This team just battled. They were ready, and they did what they needed to do to win. It wasn't pretty, no. But what happened? They won the game. They're going to the Super Bowl. I don't think they're complaining by winning a defensive game. And their defense was solid. I was very impressed with their defense. And the next game for the NFC Championship side, um, we have the Lions and the 49ers. This game was crazy. The Lions had that huge lead to start the game out. They had a, what, a 17 point lead. It was like 17 0 or no, it was 24 to 7. That's what it was. So it was 24 to 7 at halftime. Looked like they're going to roll to the Super Bowl. Lions are finally getting to the Super Bowl. First time ever. But then, whole momentum decided to change things. And the Lions started to make a couple little mistakes. Balls bounced not their way and it bounced the 49ers' way. And the 49ers came out rolling. So for the Lions, <clears throat> Jared Goff, he had a fine game. 273 yards passing, one touchdown, sacked twice, um, but no no turnovers. So, you know, he did fine. And the run game did really good as well. Dave Montgomery, 93, care, 93 yards on 15 carries and a touchdown. Jameer Gibbs, 45 yards on 12 carries and a touchdown. James Williams had that 42-yard scamper in the first quarter for a touchdown. And then Sam Laporta looks great, 9 for 97 on Monroe. 7 for 87 doing his thing, but they just had some balls bounce their way, not the right way. Jameer Gibson, that bad fumble in the third or fourth quarter that continued on the momentum for the 49ers, and the 49ers just pulled it out. Just what they do. They're playing not great football, but they're winning. They're figuring it out midway through the game, which is testament to that team and to their coaching. And for the 49ers, Brock Purdy, 267 yards passing, touchdown, one interception. You know, he had a fine game, not great, but it was okay, enough to win. Um, but the big thing was was his rushing. He had some huge carries for long third down rushes for first downs. It was fantastic. And Christian McCaffrey is just Christian McCaffrey. He's just too good. 20 for 90 yards and two touchdowns. Also had four catches for 42 yards. This team rides on Christian McCaffrey, and he is probably going to be the number one overall pick next year, which I can't argue with. If I had the number one pick, I don't know if I'm going to pick him because he touched the ball so much this year, and that's one of the things if you look into the analytics and look to the amount of carries that players have the next year, they don't play quite as well, and they're kind of injury prone. Look at Josh Jacobs from last year. He won the rushing title. He had more touches than anyone. This year, he was fine, but he wasn't like a top five back that you might expect from where he ended last year. So that's just something that I'm kind of looking at. I don't know. We'll see how things turn out in the draft process. Um, but McCaffrey's going to be a top five, probably top three pick, absolutely. Um, George Kittle, he's a tight end one. He's probably a top four, top five tight end. Um, Sam Laporta, though, he has the chance to be a number one or number two drafted tight end. Him, Kelsey, Hawkinson. But with Hawkinson's injury, it's 
space between him and Kelsey. Because Mark Andrews, he hasn't really looked like the Mark Andrews of late. So it's, it's, it's basically on Laporta or Kelsey for the best tight end. And Jameer Gibbs is going to be a top 10 running back. He's fantastic. Amara, top 10 receiver. He's so good. Both these teams are loaded with talent, loaded with fantasy goodness. Um, and on the other side, with the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, he didn't look all that great this year. But I think next year he'll be better. He'll, he'll be back to top two or three quarterback. He ended up as quarterback eight this year, I think. So you might be able to get him at a discount, depending on how people feel. It's always recency bias. Um, but Rasheed Rice, on the other hand, he is going, going, and skyrocketing to the moon. He's going to be a top 10, top 15 draft wide receiver, as well he should be. He's looked great. And Isaiah Pacheco is a really good um, running back, too, maybe a borderline RB1. And then um, for the Ravens, Lamar Jackson's top four quarterback, maybe even top three. Say Flowers still be drafted fairly high, um, but it depends on what else that team drafts because other than Lamar Jackson, Zay Flowers, and Mark Andrews, there's not really anyone else that you trust. I feel like they're probably going to go after a running back. Keaton Mitchell's going to be back. He might be something to look into. But I feel like they're going to draft a running back, and they're going to try to get another receiver because Odell was okay at times, but he wasn't he wasn't what they paid for, basically. They paid for – they gave him a lot of money to be a number one receiver, and he didn't quite do it. He, he played well, but it wasn't worth that money. But that is for the AFC and NFC Championship games. Super Bowl in um, a week from today or a week and a day from today is going to be so good. We'll preview that game next week. Um, but now I want to get into the teams I had this year and what I learned from those. And I'm hoping it might be able to help you guys out. So the first league I'm looking at here, I actually got first place. I won the championship. It's a 10-team non-PPR league. I ended up 12-2, and two, had a um, first-round buy, and just coax on to the win of the championship in this league. Um, some of the guys I had on this team, I had Josh Allen, I had um, Rashad White, Kyron Williams, Puka Nakua, Sam Laporta, I had Garrett Wilson, I had Dave Montgomery and James Conner, um, so, and B. John Robinson. I had some really good players, but what I learned in this league, this league not a lot of people really did a lot of waivers, and that's how I won. Um, I did not draft Kyron Williams. I did not draft Puka Nakua. I did not draft Sam Laporta. Um, I don't think I drafted... Who else did I not draft? I think I drafted Rashad White. Um, I had TJ Hawkinson. Um, I drafted him, and of course he got injured. So um, I'm glad I picked up Sam Laporta. Um, but yeah, those guys I did not draft. I picked them up through free agency. I probably didn't draft Rasheed Rice either. I probably picked him up through free agency. I had him as well. So really, the waiver wire free agency is some of the best ways that you can build your roster up and win. If you pay attention and you know what you're doing, because this team I have here, nowhere near the team that I drafted. If the team I drafted ended up being the team I had at the end, I would not have won. So waiver wire is so important. You have to pay attention and pick up the players that are available and that could really help you out because no one's going to draft perfectly and you need to make sure that you have the best chance to win. Next team I'm going to go over is the other team I won a championship with. I'm going to start with those and I'm going to kind of go down from there. 
This team was a, I think it was 10 team. Yes, it was a 10 team PPR league, standard PPR. Um, I went nine and five. I did not have the number one seed. I think I had, I think it was like seed three or four in that range. Um, but I ended up winning every playoff matchup, went on to win the whole thing. Um, some of the players I had, a lot of my teams, you'll see some consistencies. I drafted fairly similar. I had Josh Allen on this one. I drafted Justin Jefferson with my number one pick. I had Puka Nakua, Trey McBride, Chris Olave, Isaiah Pacheco, Devon Achan. Um, I had Darren Waller. I drafted him, but of course he didn't turn out so well. That was one of the mistakes I made in a couple leagues is, is Darren Waller. I had some hopes for him, but he didn't really turn out that well. And some of the lessons I learned on this one is to really pay attention to the team that I'm drafting these players from. For example, Darren Waller. I thought that he was going to be really good, get all the targets from Daniel Jones, but I was trusting in Daniel Jones, and I was trusting in the Giants' offense, and I, that was a mistake. I made that same mistake in another team that we'll go over here in a second, one that I didn't win on. But um, in this league in particular, I had to make some really, really key decisions down the stretch, and it really paid off. And again, some waiver wire decisions as well. So picking up Trey McBride when I did, I got him earlier than really he was going as far as the week on to pick him up. I got him at the right time. Same with Devon Achan. I picked him up at the right time before he went off. And then I kept him on my roster. So in this one, some lessons I learned and how I had success is timing. Making sure that I made the right decision at the right time. And it carried me in to winning this league. Okay, and then the next one we're going to go over. I'll go over that other one where I drafted Darren Waller. This one I did not win, though. I believe I got second place. Yes. And this one, I got second place. I got to the championship game. I didn't quite pull it out. This one is a 12-team non-PPR keeper league, so it's a little bit different um, in that I ended up 10-4 and four in this league. I had the number one overall seed. I had the bye, but I got to the championship matchup, and I couldn't quite pull it out. The other team had a better week than me. Um, we were both neck and neck all year long. I think he was he was nine and five in my division. I had a one game lead on him in my division, and um, actually no, he wasn't in my division. It was the other nine and five team. There was two nine and five teams, um, but this guy was number one in his division, but I was number one overall seed. He was the number two seed. Me and him went all the way to the end. Had a great great championship game, um, and I just barely barely couldn't get it through. I lost 86 to 76. It was a good matchup. And the keeper players I had, I kept Jalen Hurts. I think I ended up using a fifth round pick on him the year before. So that was a huge pickup. And I kept AJ Brown. I think he was my fourth round pick last year. So I really did well there. And my number one overall pick was Justin Jefferson. This team was loaded, but <clears throat> I had some injuries. Of course, Justin Jefferson. I missed a good part of the year, um, and my running back room wasn't all that great. That's what I'm going to learn from in this league. I try to pick up some late-round running backs that I thought were possible touchdown scores because this is 
non-PPR, so you need running backs that are going to score touchdowns. So I ended up getting David Montgomery, Brian Robinson Jr., um, and I'm picking up Raheem Mostert, who was great for me through a good portion of the year, but in the playoffs, he didn't really play all that great. That's where, I, and I'm getting that loss, I th- and it was, my, it was my running back room. Raheem Mostert was good. Dave Montgomery, he had times when he was good. But overall, my running back room was my weak spot because wide receivers, I had A.G. Brown. I had Chris Olave. I had Justin Jefferson. I had Nico Collins. I was loaded there, but my running backs weren't great, and I'm not going to keep probably any of those guys because I don't think they're going to play as well next year. I think this was their best year as far as like Dave Montgomery and Ray Mostert. So my lesson learned on this one is to make sure I keep an eye earlier on a really good running back. Because I'm probably going to keep similar guys. Jalen Hurts, maybe Jefferson, maybe A.J. Brown, one of those guys. Um, and so I'll need a running back. I need to draft running back early. I don't think I draft out a running back in this league. So probably like rounds five or six or something. So I didn't really pay attention to that spot, and I need to. And again... My tight end was Darren Waller, and he just, yeah, he didn't do very well. And in a non-PPR league, your tight end spot is very important. My other tight end was Gerald Everett. And he, oh, eh. he was, eh. And in 12 teams, if you don't have a good tight end, you're going to struggle with that position. So I end up getting second place in that league. All right, next up, we're going to go with this one. This one, I end up getting third I believe let me check yes I got third place in this league and this was just bad luck my team was loaded my team was loaded um I was first place overall I was 12 and 2 had the first round by but in semifinals I had players that just didn't show up so this was my team I had Brock Purdy um, I picked him up in free agency because I believe I, dra- I drafted Joe Burrow. We know what happened with Joe Burrow. He got hurt. Um, I had James Cook, who was going off toward the end of the year. But in the playoffs, in the semifinals, I believe week 16, I think it was, he had a low game. Just like Brock Purdy, week 16, he had his worst game of the year, I believe. I had Kyron Williams, week 16, he didn't do all that great. I had CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown. Trey McBride, Rasheed Rice, I had Isaiah Pacheco, Raheem Mostert, Jake Ferguson, Zay Flowers, Ramondre Stevenson, Jamar Chase before he got hurt. I was loaded in this league. And this league was a startup 10-team PPR league with some people that, with some co-workers that maybe had their first year playing fantasy football. So, I mean, of course, I was loaded. I had the best team. But that's fantasy football for you and that's my lesson learned there no matter how good your team looks which this team was just insane this team was insanely good could i've used maybe a better running back perhaps but raheem mostert kyle williams james cook devon achan i not can't get a whole lot better than that um but in fantasy football sometimes you have the best team but you're not going to win i heard it say that the best team um gets you to the playoffs um, with a high chance of making the playoffs with the best team. But the best team doesn't always win. It's kind of random in the playoffs. You just have to get in. And I was the number one overall seed. Got third place. I got smoked 
in my um, my round three matchup, but or my semifinal semifinal matchup. But if I would have won that game, I outscored the two championship game teams by a wide margin. So I would have won, but I didn't, and that happens sometimes. Okay, next up we're gonna go here. I had seven leagues this year. Um, I'm not sure what place I got in this league. I got third place in this league as well. Lost in the semifinals here as well. Um, I was 10-4 and four in this league. I was number one seed in my division. But this was a deep league. This was a 14-team PPR league. Um, where I didn't draft that well at all, honestly. Um, I had some strong question marks on this team. I drafted Anthony Richardson as my quarterback, and he looked good for the first week, two weeks, and then he was done for the year. And I was playing the quarterback carousel because 14 teams, most of the quarterbacks are drafted. Um, I had Russell Wilson for a little bit. I ended up with Nick Mullins at the end. So, yeah. Um, Nick Mullins, fantasy-wise, he put up points, but still, you, you're not going to feel good about having Nick Mullins as your starting quarterback in a 14-team league. And then my running backs, I drafted Christian McCaffrey with my first pick. So he carried me, carried me all year, but it just wasn't quite enough. I had James Conner, Ty Chandler. I picked up free agency. My receivers had Amon Ra, Tyler Lockett, um, Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison was pretty good. I had JSN. I picked up some rookies in this one. Um, and then tight end, I drafted Mark Andrews. So I thought I had that position secure. Then he goes and gets hurt. So I picked up Dalton Kincaid, which he was good for a little while. Carried me to some good wins. But I just couldn't get over the top in the playoffs. So the lessons learned I had in this one. In this one and a couple other leagues, I tried to get deep at certain positions to trade. And to trade up. But I need to learn my league more in this one and a couple others we'll talk about here soon. Because I sent off what I figured were some good offers but all I got were cr crickets back. Silence, no response. And that really hurt my team because at the top of my team, my starters were good, but not great. And then I had a pretty good bench, which I was trying to kind of um, maybe piece some pieces together in a trade to upgrade some of my starting spots, maybe a starter and a bench player for a better starter. I was looking at things that way and no one really responded back, which is their prerogative. Not upset about them at all i just thought that that's how this this year would have gone on this league but it wasn't quite no one really responded back and my team kind of stayed the way it was i picked up some good free agents but next year in the draft i need to make sure that i hit on certain positions like quarterback and tight end since it's a 14 team league those are going to be a lot more spare a lot more sparse so not going to be a whole lot more that you can grab with 14 teams and a lot of teams getting double quarterbacks. Um, so that's possible 20-plus quarterbacks drafted. And I end up with Anthony Richardson, which if he didn't get hurt, I might have done something. I, I, but that's what happens in fantasy football. Injuries happen, and you've got to overcome them. Okay. Next, we're going to go. So I did that one, did that one, did that one, and that one, and that one. We're going to go with the deepest league I was in. I had high, high hopes in this league. I thought I had this in a bag. But I ran into it in this league. 
I ran into a buzzsaw and there's nothing you can do in, in the playoffs I ran into it. So I was 11 and three in this league, a 16 team deep PPR league. I dominated. I had the best team all year. I was feeling confident. Let's do this. I ended up in eighth, eighth place at a first round bye, but my first matchup, I got smashed. Let me go actually look at that last score I had. Let me see. Okay, so first week in the playoffs, I had a game. I had a first round bye. First week in the playoffs. So in this league, average scores for a good day, or maybe in the 120s to 140s, in that range, those are a good day. On average, you're probably looking at 110 to 120. I ended up putting up 119. Didn't have a great game, but you know, it was okay. I would I should have had a chance to win. Some of the other matchups that won, a team scored 114 in one. Um, a team scored 104 in one. Um, a team scored 133 in one. So I should have been right right about in there and a decent chance to um, possibly move on. But um, the score that I ran into, the team I played against had Brees Hall that week, who scored 43, had Amari Cooper that week, who scored 51. He ended up scoring 221 points against my 119. I lost by over 100 points. <laughs> that really hurt because my team was dominating all year, only three losses, and he goes and has a game of the century, and he ended up going winning it all. So I'm happy for him. Congratulations, but man, that hurt because my team was loaded. And this is a deep 16-team PPR league. These are some of the players are at. I had Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. That was my biggest mistake. I was waiting on quarterback a little bit. I thought I was going to, you know, draft. That, that's the guy I was looking at, maybe fifth, sixth round in that range. Load up on talent early. He was the guy I was targeting. And I got him. He didn't really turn out that well. I got B. John Robinson as my first pick. He was f good, but not great. So I'm okay with that pick. I wasn't upset about it, but I could have done a little better. Also, I had Dave Montgomery. got late. I love that pick. I had Cooper Cup, and I picked up Puka Nakua before the season started. I picked him up before the season started. This is a deep league. There's no way I would have gotten him after week one. But I picked him up before because of Cooper Cup's injury. I had Jordan Addison. I had Zay Flowers I traded for. I had Stephon Diggs I traded Raheem Mostert for because I drafted Raheem Mostert. Um, I had Zach Charbonnet. I had Nick Mullins as a backup quarterback. I had Rasheed Rice. I had Jameson Williams, Tajay Spears as a backup running back. I, I was oh, I was so loaded. And this is, this is a really good team for a 16-team league. I was just torching everybody and just run up against a buzzsaw. And that's how it goes sometimes. And the lessons I learned on this one um, is just that happens. Sometimes you have the best team, the best team. I had the best team by a decent margin, honestly. Um, and that happens. You just run into it sometimes. And what can you do? And also, I need to pay more attention to my first round pick because I got Bijan. I could have gotten maybe something a little better than that. Um, and quarterback. That quarterback position, oh, man, I just, 
I, I missed. I could have waited, got a Dak Prescott. I could have waited, got a Tua. I could have done so many different things. I could have gone a little earlier, maybe try to get a Jalen Hurts or something, but I went with Trevor Lawrence and that pick just wasn't good enough. And in this league, it's very interesting. I'm not the league manager in this one. A friend of mine is. Um, and we made a different rule where we have two flex spots instead of a tight end spot. So I didn't draft a tight end in this league and it really, really paid off. I had two flex spots instead where I usually did two more wide receivers. And the way we did that is it doesn't mean that tight ends aren't usable. So Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, all those guys, Laporta, very, very usable. Absolutely flex plays in this league, but you don't have to draft one of those really bad tight ends in a 16 deep team league. You're going to draft like a, I don't know, like Tyler Conklin as your tight end one. You're like, I don't like that. So we didn't do that. We made it a flex spot. And I think that really, really worked out. And then last but not least, a league I won last year. I just had, this league was just bad luck. I lost like three or four games by less than two points. And it just was just was really bad. Um, I ended up six and eight uh, in a 10-team PPR league. This is a very competitive league. Everyone knows what they're doing. I ended up six and eight, and only four teams make the playoffs. So I missed the playoffs. But if I would have won those games I lost by two, I would have made the playoffs because two teams at eight and six made the playoffs. So I was, I was right there, just barely missed out. And that happens. And in this league, um, I had a pretty good team, honestly, but there were a couple mistakes I made. So this is a standard PPR team, PPR league with 10 teams. I had B. John Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, Garrett Wilson. I traded for A.J. Brown. Um, I had Lamar Jackson, Raheem Mostert, Puka Nakua, Jordan Addison, T.J. Hawkinson, and Dalton Kincaid as my tight ends. Devon Achan. Um, I had Raheem Mostert, but I traded Raheem Mostert for um, A.J. Brown. No, I, I still do have Raheem Mostert. I forgot who I traded for A.J. Brown. But I traded somebody for A.J. Brown. I was a running back, but I can't remember who it was. Um, I had a really good team. But the lessons I learned on this one. Um, first of all, just bad luck happens. Bad luck happens. I lost multiple games by less than two or three points. And it's frustrating, but it happens. And another big one is really knowing the league. So with only four teams making it, you really have to hit on basically at least one at every position. And these guys don't trade that much. I traded AJ for AJ Brown toward the end of the year when it was basically already said and done that I was gonna miss the playoffs. And the team I was trading with basically was gonna miss the playoffs as well. And I was I was hurting at wide receiver because I drafted Garrett Wilson with my first pick. Now you're not gonna realize that his quarterback's gonna get hurt. That happens sometimes. Bad luck happens, but he was my first pick, Garrett Wilson at receiver. And then other than him, if I didn't have AJ Brown, my next receiver was Jordan Addison. I picked up Putnakua in free agency, which really helped out, but still that that hurt. That really hurt with Garrett Wilson as my um wide receiver one. And then Bichon and Gibbs said they did good overall, but Gibbs took a while to take off and that caused a couple losses. And Bichon had a couple big time duds 
not his fault, his coach's fault mainly, but that caused a couple losses as well. I need to be more balanced in this league and know my league more so I'm able to put my roster in a good spot to win because these guys don't really trade very much. And I had such a deep roster that I felt like I can make so many moves and make my team, my starting lineup so much better, but no one paid attention. And my starting lineup itself was not the best starting lineup. My bench was the best, but my starting lineup wasn't. And I just couldn't make those maneuvers to get to a better starting lineup. And I ended up six and eight. So um, yeah, I'm not gonna um, do that again. I'm gonna take what I've learned and do much better next year. But those are my seven leagues, two championships, three title games, two third place finishes, an eighth place finish, and I believe a sixth place finish. So um, overall, pretty good year. Um, but enough with fantasy football as we always have to do. Let's get real. And today I wanted to talk about battling the storms of life because this life is difficult and God tells us that we're going to face storms. Not that we might, but we're going to. And this is what it says in two of my favorite, favorite verses. First, James 1, um, verses 2 through 4. Count it all joy, my brothers, when, not if, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfast steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing and then um, romans chapter 5 verse 3 not only that but we rejoice in our sufferings not that we just fight through them but we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that suffering produces endurance so guys whenever we're going through these really really challenging things in life we need to hold on to the hope that god has promised us that part of the reason why we're going through these challenges and that god's not just getting us out of them immediately after we pray for it is because he is working on us he's working on maturing us he's working on growing us giving us more endurance giving us more strength giving us more steadfastness making sure that we're lacking nothing in the end we're we're, we're supposed to be taught something during these trials and tribulations we don't need to go through them in agony and pain and depression and hurt and sadness we need to look around okay what are you trying to teach me god what are you trying to teach me because we're supposed to learn something in these trials. We're supposed to grow from them. So let the trials grow you. Don't fight them to the point where you're exhausted and you're in so much pain and agony that you don't care anymore. Make sure you're learning from these trials. And some of the things that I went through, I've talked about before with being divorced, seeing my kids taken from me um, out of the place I lived and I was there by myself. That was a dark, dark place. But some of the things I learned, um, you know, out the outside looking in, um, I didn't know this at the time. I was focused on the pain, and it was so difficult. But looking back, I wasn't a good father. I wasn't a good husband. I wasn't a good person to my family. I was selfish. 
I spent time doing things that I wanted to do, not what my wife at the time and what my kids wanted to do. I was focused on me, me, me. And I didn't realize the pain I was causing them. And looking back at that now, learning what I did, I wouldn't have realized that if that didn't happen. It's hard for me to realize that now and say that, but it's the truth. And I tell my wife this all the time. God has blessed me with such a wonderful person to be with now after I failed and did that to his daughter earlier in my life. He gave me a second and third chance. And I praise his name for that because this, this woman I'm with now, she's fantastic. I tell her all the time that everything I've been through with seeing the boys gone, with being cursed at, with being yelled at, with being divorced twice, with being isolated in so much pain, I would go through it again in a heartbeat to be where I am now, to grow the way I've grown, to be matured the way I'm matured. God's the potter, I'm the clay, and he's been doing work on my life. And I would have gone through all that again in order to be where I am now in a heartbeat. And she's kind of astounded by that, but it's the truth. Sometimes in life, we have to go through some things for God to get a hold of us. He's probably been trying to tell us that all along. There was probably things he was telling me back then of what I was doing wrong, and I was just ignorant. I wasn't paying attention. And so I had to go through those things to really get a hold and say, oh, I didn't know that that was me, but it was. And now I'm in a much better place, and I want to make sure that I do my best not to take anything in my life for granted again. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining me in this episode um, next week, we'll talk about the Super Bowl. Um, what I'm looking for for that, I'll make a prediction, see how close I am. Um, we'll look at um, the rookies coming up next year and um, who I believe are some of the biggest breakouts coming in. Um, some guys we might need to look at drafting because they played well this year, and I think they're going to break out or continue to break out next year. Um, but if you have any questions, you can um, find me on X, Fantasy Football CU without any vowels. Um, or you can go to my website, fantasyfootballcu.com. Happy to answer any questions. There's a free forum. You can ask anything you want. I'd be happy to pray for you as well. Um, lots of courses you can join in and look into if you want to learn how to play fantasy for the first time or if you want to be better at it and have a better chance of success. Thank you guys so much for coming. God bless you, and we will see you next week.